Hi everyone, this is Paige with Wait What? an ADHD podcast. This podcast aims to provide information, tips, and tricks for helping you work with your ADHD. That being said, please note that I am not a doctor. For diagnostic or medication purposes, please seek out a medical professional. And as always, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Bye. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of Wait What? An ADHD podcast. So I'm your host, Paige. Um, This is the fifth episode. Um, And today we're going to be talking about one of the types or presentations of ADHD. Um, Now, I had mentioned this in previous episodes that I had wanted to get around to this. Um, I had kind of had a little trouble getting there, um, but today we're going to be covering the inattentive presentation. Um, So it is, again, one of three. Um, And those three are inattentive, hyperactive, impulsive, and a mixture of the two called the combined type. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to go over the symptoms um, of inattentive ADHD and then what it means and what it would look like for someone in their day-to-day. But first, I wanted to do a quote of the day, like I had mentioned prior. Um, Now, this quote is from Driven to Distraction, um, and it's going to have kind of a similar theme um, like I had talked about in the past as far as appreciating um, the type of person you are and appreciating kind of the, the gifts that you have you know, as an individual person. So it is as follows. As if in that tangled brain circuitry, there is a special capacity to see into people and situations. Again, that's from Driven to Distraction by Dr. Ned Hallowell. Um, And I chose this particular quote because, like I've said before, ADHD can feel like you have a curse that kind of hangs over your head, you struggle in the day-to-day, but we can't forget that we have a lot of special qualities that make us stand out from our peers. We're known for being generous, caring, friendly, and kind, while also being able to look at problems in different ways and see things from a different outside-the-box perspective. So maybe despite our daily struggles, we shouldn't forget all that we can bring to the table for ourselves and for others. Now, I know that saying that um, doesn't take away from the frustration and from the hardship, but it is a little bit of a silver lining if you want to look at it that way. So going forward, um, the information for this episode comes from two articles that I found on Attitude Magazine's website. So I will include both of these articles, the links, in the episode comment section. Um, please Please also note that this website is a very good resource for those of us trying to understand our ADHD. It's not a resource that focuses on, you know, sometimes it can be people dealing with other ADHD people, but in fact, it's more along the lines of helping those of us with ADHD learn what it means and learn how to work with it. So it's a very, very good resource. Um, a lot of wonderful authors on that website. So to begin with, inattentive ADHD used to be called ADD or simply attention deficit disorder, whereas now it is included in the umbrella term of ADHD, which stands for attention deficit hyperactive disorder. So inattentive ADHD is defined 
as the following. A limited attention span, being easily distractible, constant forgetfulness, and frequent procrastination. So keeping this in mind, um, normal people, or not normal, but people without ADHD do struggle with these things as well. Um, but what makes a difference is how much it impacts a person in their day-to-day -day life. So, in order for a patient to be diagnosed if they're a child, they must meet six of the nine criteria, and if they're an adult, they must meet five of the nine criteria. Um, like I said, when determining if a patient exhibits these symptoms, the symptoms must significantly impact the patient on a day-to-day -day functionality basis. The list of symptoms and criteria come from the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic Manual for ADHD, which is called the DSM-V, and is as follows. So number one um, is difficulty with attention to detail, which may result in careless mistakes. Um, like I mentioned before, I did have an office job at one point, um, and I did work with spreadsheets and data and kind of moving things around and changing documents. So just because of the nature of how spreadsheets are and how I kind of struggle working with them, I would have to do things over and over again because I would forget to put something in the correct place or would misplace a decimal point or would put the wrong data in the wrong spot. Um, so I essentially would have to triple check myself constantly and it became very frustrating. So it can definitely impact us in our jobs um, as we, you know, kind of struggle to do things correctly and completely. Um, and it can also impact um, kids in school because it's definitely hard to pay attention to detail when your brain is you know, going in five different directions and you're trying to pay attention to the teacher and trying to pay attention to your work. Um, so it definitely impacts school-age children as well. So number two is trouble holding attention on tasks. Um, so another good example of this, like I mentioned, um, is kids studying. It's something that takes a lot of focus and a lot of attention. And if it's not something that you're exactly thrilled about. Um, your brain may kind of sabotage you a little bit. Um, when I had that office job, for example, I was moved up front to a location near, you know, or at the front desk where there were, you know, many people, students and professors coming and going, um, and it was very distracting. Um, so it was hard for me to hold on my attention, you know, to, to what I was doing. Um, we can also be um, distracted by stimuli, different stimuli, very easily. So that also impacts our ability to um, hold our attention on to one task. Um, number three is difficulty listening when being spoken to. Um, I don't have as much issue with this one, um, except for when I'm trying to remember people's names. Um, so they will tell me their name and... I will immediately forget it. It doesn't matter, you know, who it is or if it's a boss, if it's a coworker, if it's a distant family member that I am only just meeting for the first time. It doesn't really matter. I will instantly forget their name and I will have to ask, you know, more probably more than two or three times to 
to be able to cement it in my head that, okay, this is their name. Um, and it also, I guess I shouldn't say it doesn't impact me because it, it does. Um, sometimes when, as far as instructions go, it's not that I'm not trying to listen, but something in my brain just kind of doesn't compute and doesn't really hold on to what people are saying sometimes. So if somebody tells me, okay, you need to do X, Y, and Z, I may ask them to repeat it because I completely did not hear Z and uh, my brain was just not cooperating with me. Um, I've seen it in some of my friends with ADHD, you know, I'll be talking and I don't take it personally and I'll see their eyes kind of glaze over or they'll kind of stare off in the distance. Um, so, you know, it definitely affects people in different ways. Um, and again, it's not that we're trying to be disruptive, disruptive in a conversation or not pay attention. It's just literally our brain is kind of not really getting with the program. Um, number four is difficulty with follow through on tasks. And that can definitely um, impact us if we have a lot of projects up in the air. Um, kind of take this project, for example, um, of doing the podcast. I had a bunch of other things up in the air that, you know, maybe I wasn't completing and I wasn't continuing to work on this podcast and it was very frustrating because it was like I would get bored um, and then I would you know move on to something else but in the back of my head I was still frustrated because wait I wanted to finish what I was actually trying to finish um, and it's definitely something that I think comes from a lot of overwhelm um, especially when you're at work it may result in you kind of doing things halfway or you know if it's a child I remember so many times I would get so frustrated with my homework um, that I would leave it half done and I would just kind of take the grade that I got for, you know, it being half done. Um, so it's definitely hard to when you're in college or, you know, when you're in school and you're trying to study and you're faced with, you know, mounds and mounds of... Um, you know, papers to read or books to read and you're just kind of overwhelmed and it, it really impacts your, your follow through because, you know, it's, it's a lot on your brain and it's, it's, it's very overwhelming and it feels very time consuming and it feels very stressful. Um, number five is trouble organizing tasks and activities. Um, and that can be really in any facet of your life. Um, we definitely have trouble prioritizing tasks and, and getting the kind of essential ones done because they tend to be the harder ones or the more stressful ones or the more frustrating ones, or they seem to be the scariest ones, even though they may not be. Um, I would definitely say also that we get, you know, like I said, we get distracted. Um, we have issues with our executive function. Um, both parent, uh, you know, both adults and children. Um, so it's kind of hard to figure out too where to start a task sometimes. And, you know, for me, definitely I'm someone now that now that I've worked on it, I have to have a starting point and ending point or a middle point, excuse me, and an end point, um, so that I can kind of gauge how I'm going to get to each. Um, because if I try to look at it, you know, just as, a beginning and an end, I will get overwhelmed. Um, so I have to, you know, break things up better to be able to organize them. Um, 
And definitely if you get overwhelmed with a task, it's best to kind of sit down and go, okay, how am I overwhelmed? What are the what are the parts of this that, that are overwhelming me? And what are small steps that I can take to, to work through that overwhelm? Because if you look at a problem all at once, sometimes you end up just ignoring it because it's it's too overwhelming. Um, number six, kind of along that same vein, is avoids tasks that require sustained mental effort for long periods of time. Um, like I said, studying, um, studying in college, essentially, um, doing chores. Um, and even for me, for example, I struggle with watching movies because they tend to be longer than shows and my attention kind of fades in and fades out. Um, and it's very frustrating because I may very much want to watch what I'm watching. Um, and, you know, for my friends, they you know, try to understand, but they may not quite understand that I may want to watch this movie with them that I've never seen, but it's hard for me to continually pay attention, even if I want to be paying attention. Um, so that's why I tend to watch things, the same things over and over, because I know what's going to happen, and I know that I'm not going to have to <laughs> extend a lot of, of mental effort to try to, you know, keep up with what's going on. Um, but that's not to say that I, I shouldn't try new things. Um, I am definitely trying to branch out and, and watch new things and read new things. It just takes me a little longer than maybe it would somebody else. Um, number seven is often loses essential items. Um, people with ADHD, you know, sometimes are constantly losing the essential things like their keys, their phone, their wallet. Uh, for me, it's my ID badge for work that I need to get in and out of the building. So it's very essential that I have it. And I don't know how many times I have lost it in my car or forgotten it at home or just completely misplaced it and have had to be late for work because I've had to go back and get it or I've had to search around my car for it. Um, and especially with laundry, since it takes me so long to do laundry, I may lose, you know, a favorite t-shirt or, you know, a favorite pair of shorts and be just rummaging through my room looking for them because I have completely misplaced them because, again, I'm struggling with organization. Um, so we do tend to, to lose essential things quite frequently, um, but a lot of people have come up with a lot of nifty tips and tricks as to how to not forget things and how to not lose things, um, so we will talk about those definitely in the future. Number eight, um, kind of along that same vein, is forgetful in the day-to-day. -day. Um, doing tasks at work, um, for me, is sometimes difficult, especially if I'm tired. I may start something and then go do something else and then completely forget about the thing that I was doing before. And thankfully, the way that our team functions is that, you know, we you know, follow behind each other and, you know, we have multiple people in multiple places at once. So if they see something that needs finishing or needs doing, they'll do it and they don't really think anything of it. But it's frustrating for me to have a lot of things to do and then I completely forget about one or two of them. Um, so this also kind of extends to being forgetful about um, personal things like doctor's appointments or, you know, maybe forgetting to take my car and to get the oil changed, which I really need to do, but I keep forgetting about. Um, 
but forgetting th when things are scheduled for and forgetting, you know, that errands need to be done um, is is a big thing in my life and is, is very frustrating because I realize at the end of the day, oh, you know, oh no, I have completely forgotten what I was supposed to do today. Um, and the number nine is easily distracted by stimuli. And like I mentioned before, when I had that office job, you know, people coming and going was very distracting for me. And I would literally have to pull my focus back onto whatever I was doing. Um, and it was very frustrating. But also, you know, different loud sounds can be distracting. Um, kind of, you, when you have so much stuff going on in your head and then you're presented with something kind of loud and annoying, it's like you're so overwhelmed and you can't hear yourself think anymore over kind of all the cacophony of what you've got going on. Um, for me too, also, I don't like certain types of fabrics. I don't like certain types of embroidery because it makes me really itchy and it really annoys me and then I get distracted because I'm annoyed about what I'm wearing and how it makes my skin feel. Um, so it can be anything really, um, clothes, different colors, bright lights. I'm not trying to be a jerk when I say this, but, you know, shiny or interesting things, loud noises, repetitive noises. Um, really it can be anything, um, that can kind of distract us and, it's definitely very frustrating because, like I said, you have to kind of pull your attention back to what you were doing. So that's the list. Um, and I added in, you know, things from my own life and maybe things from other people's lives just to kind of explain what it might would look like um, in the day to day. Now, if this sounds like you, um, you might want to talk with your doctor, talk with your therapist, talk with your medication provider, whoever it is, um, to see if, if maybe inattentive ADHD is something that you're, you're struggling with. Um, because like I said, it, it is a struggle. Um, and you know, you don't want to kind of continue down that same path of, of feeling like you can't do anything right or, you know, that you're, that you're failing, which often so many of us do end up feeling that way. So definitely reach out for help to somebody if you feel like maybe this describes you, um, or this is some of the things that you're dealing with. Um, I would definitely recommend doing that just for your own peace of mind, you know, at the end of the day. So with that, I'm going to end this episode. Um, as always, I will provide a little bit more information in the in the summary or the bio or the comment section um, of this episode. But other than that, I will see you all next time and I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Thanks very much. Bye. Interested in making a comment, asking a question, or leaving constructive criticism? You can reach me for this podcast at www.adhd223 at gmail.com. Thanks. Bye.